Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1226. January's half over. Yeah. <gasps> Five o'clock sunset tonight. No, I have some news on the sunset. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. January 17th, 2024. 44 Sorry. degrees was the high on this day. That's not much of a high, is it? No. But it sounds better than today, doesn't it? That was in 1894. And it was 26 below on this day in 1967. And I have been emailed the information that tonight is the last sunset before 5 p.m. until November. It's true. Ken Barlow had that today. Isn't that something? Yeah. And we're gaining, we're gaining about two minutes a day in daylight. Okay. But, uh, and and the new uh, the new marker I've been using for about ten years is the Super Bowl. By the time the Super Bowl rolls around, what the hell is damn near light out till ten o'clock? That's right. <laughs> Hail the flashlight king. And now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushman. If you could tighten this somehow, see, that would would help... uh, uh, I have a microphone situation that Are you causes... Helpless? You can't run a wrench? Well... I'm helpless. I can. Uh, you don't have to put a mask on. Look at look at him. <laughs> you're, you're tightening the wrong one. There you go. Nope. Look at that. Sinks right down. Okay. Hi, everybody. Hey. Let's no, wait. To talk into the machine, please. Get that a lot closer. How's there that? you go. How's yep, that? There Looking you go. Good. Now, yesterday, hey, do we start? Oh, okay. We are. We are. Thank you, John. We are starting. <laughs> yesterday, we were talking about how DEI is such an important part of the uh, outlook of the Federal Aviation Administration. Mm-hmm. Do you recall that? Yes. They want to mm-hmm. hire uh, mentally challenged people right. and physically challenged people and psychiatrically challenged people. And... Uh, Willard uh, Unger, or Munger, whatever his name is, he he came up with an observation. There's really no way to get around this. Uh, and I don't mean this to be offensive. Okay. I'm looking at you. Yeah? I'm not offended. Not yet you're not. Willard? Well, he says he knows rookie doesn't work for the FAA. Right. But you are FAA adjacent. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Occasionally listening to Matthew, I I have to wonder hmm. if some of the FAA's DEI dictates regarding hiring the differently abled <laughs> okay. haven't trickled into other areas of the airport. I, I'm just uh, saying. I, I'm just I, saying. I think I follow this, and I I you, have to say I agree with and, it. And yes, he are, notes. Are you that, a quota? Yeah. <laughs> he notes. If so. GL has been DEI compliant <laughs> for many years. Yes. <laughs> I don't dispute We're that. ahead of the curve yet again. I don't dispute that. So no, you, no. you are a hire that fulfills some 
quota situation. Right. No offense intended. I, I didn't mean that as offensive. Uh, I don't think Willard did either. I think I've been told that in a little more harsher terms from my boss, Jack Simonette, as well. But look at you right now. You're you're holding a tube of lip ivo, mm-hmm. and you're yeah. you're smothering. I your, did my science experiment already. And you come in here and you I play have a science. On. I you mean, have t-shirt. He, yeah. he emptied out his drool bucket, so yeah. it's How all hot is it dry and <laughs> ready to go. Yeah. I mean, he's just saying. I got he's dropped not, off by Metro Mobility. By no means is he attempting to be mean spirited. No, he's just thinking that. I'm so special, yeah. I don't even take offense to That's that. That's right. You're right? A, I don't, you I'm are. so special, you know I don't you take are? offense. At the airport, what they call you? He's our special hire. Exactly. Right. And that's the beauty of using, uh, you know, uh, no offense or whatever, because then you can say whatever you want right. with all due respect. It's like, with all due respect. It's kind of like having Tourette's, but everything. Right. You know, nobody, nobody expects anything from you, and you are excused out quite a bit. Joe, not that people have Tourette's are not, you know, capable. Uh, Keith writes, Joe, I'm Boy, seeking. Keep talking. Am I interrupting you? Please do. <laughs> Please, if you would. Jeez. Honest to God, I help know. Me. Pete's sake. Please. Yeah. Who's Pete? I mean. Who the hell is Pete? Who is Pete? All right. Probably a DEI hire. I think so. Uh, Joe, I'm asking for a leaf blower ruling. Okay. I am behind on the podcast as I just got back. From a week of minding my own business, sitting in the sun, and drinking icy rum drinks. Oh, perfect. I am currently listening to the January 8 podcast regarding the use of leaf blowers on snow. It was determined that this is an acceptable practice. Kenny commented that using a leaf blower on snow was acceptable as it took the shovel out of your hands. I may be mistaken... But I thought last fall you determined that using a leaf blower to actually clear leaves from the entire yard was a no-go, which struck me as odd as I thought GL was all about using your small engines as you see fit. I believe Kenny's comment should be extended to a rake as well. Can you give a clarification on using the leaf blowers during fall cleanup? Thank you, Keith in Oakdale. Uh, I don't, did I, uh, weigh against using a leaf blower to, to, no. to, to corral all the leaves? I don't think so. Uh, if I did, uh, if I did, I did. Hmm. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't know where I stand on that. I, I use the leaf blower frequently. Hmm. So I guess I stand on using the leaf blower. I also got a note from a guy in Tennessee who used the leaf blower during their recent snowstorm. Okay. And to my amazement, it worked. I would have thought that was very heavy, wet snow. Yeah, too. Yeah. It wasn't light enough to fluff but around. But he, uh, he enjoyed it tremendously. Okay. Good. Have you ever seen the air compressors that you pull behind your truck on wheels? They're of course I cost have. Cost about ten grand. Yes. The ones that the sprinkler uh, guys blow out. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hell, my guy, hell, yeah. Yeah, my kid has one. Um, that's what I'm going to use next year for my leaves. My son is familiar with the use of these, and he said you could uh, actually remove somebody's face with one of these. Yeah. They're no, so no, popular. What you'll do, you'll end up tearing up the sod. Well. No, because you'll you um, put it on a... I, I hadn't thought of that. Is it just on or off, or are there settings? 
because you could like a leaf blower. Matthew, uh, settings don't matter. It's wide open for everything. When in doubt, throttle out. <laughs> wide open. You're either stopped or you're wide open. So it's wide open. Okay, so then you're tearing up side. But okay. Joe, you that make was a, my problem. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. What the side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used. Well, let this be a lesson of caution. On many of my old boat jobs, I learned by virtue of making terrible mistakes. Mm -hmm. For example... Including having me help you flip the boat. Never use a power washer. Because mm -hmm. I went right through the hull of a boat oh. with a power washer. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, an old Tonka-built lapstrake boat. And uh, it was doing a really good job until it didn't. <laughs> okay. I think I understand. I've done that with wood siding. I concur. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a canvas top on my, uh, the place on Goodrich had that on top of the garage. We had that little patio thing. I'm aware. Tried to power wash that. That's not good. Zip went right through it. That's right. Yeah. Now, let's, let's have a few emails because I, I chose the ones that most succinctly... Uh, you chose it. Right, because my yeah, mother chose, chose it. these for me. Uh, <laughs> I chose it the ones that most succinctly maybe captured our Trump discussion yesterday as we are coming to grips with the idea that we're understanding why he's favored. All right. Uh, Daniel has a wonderful, wonderful way to look at this that I, I hadn't looked at. Joe, seemingly the nation has forgotten about, about the Lahaina fires that happened back in August. Until work began today, no one has been allowed back into the city. This is dated, what's today? 17? This is dated yesterday. Uh, until work began today, no one has been allowed back into the city. Nothing has been cleaned up. And as such, insurance adjusters have been unable to pay claims and some even report having to continue paying mortgages on houses that do not exist. This isn't some third world country. These are American citizens who have lost everything and had their lives on pause for four months. Where are those in government fighting for them? This is embarrassing. A functional media would report on this, but they are captured by the third rail and walk in lockstep with them. Go search Lahaina on Twitter in the first-hand accounts. When you place the Lahaina situation in the context of the third rail, giving an unlimited checkbook to Ukraine and lavish migrations and financial support for illegal immigrants coming across the southern border, this is insulting. The average working-class person in this country feels left behind. The third rail only works for and fights for the oppressed, perceived or otherwise. The self-sufficient and hard-working are merely seen as the recipients of ill-gotten gains, unworthy of what they have earned. Out-of-control government spending has spiked inflation. Everyone is poorer, but they continue to hand money out left and right. I am so much poorer now than I was three years ago, even though I make more money. The spending the Minnesota DFL put in place last session was the ultimate slap in the face to all responsible working adults. DEI is being mandated via every government contract and agency. 
Police have been paralyzed by design, and it's open season for violent crime and property theft. DFL social programs are designed to be money laundering for their supporters, devoid of any checks and balances. The DFL let Minneapolis burn for days. People lost businesses because they worked there, that they worked their entire lives to build up, and no one gave a damn. Government has been weaponized against us, and we even get to foot the bill for it. They hate us. If Trump is the only option, I'll hold my nose and vote for him because I have faith he won't weaponize the government against normal working class people like me. Respectfully, Daniel. Hmm. That's pretty powerful stuff. Yeah, it is. Yeah. To think that the people of Lahaina have been left in that lurch while we're putting illegals up in first-class hotels. Yep. It's a, it's really is an embarrassment. And then I chose one other that I would like to read with your permission. Please do, by all means. Because you are special. Thank you. Much appreciated. Dear Joe... Ooh, I almost did. Please don't use my name. Whew, whew. This morning I was listening to Garage Logic, uh, where you were trying to figure out why the USA would vote for a candidate like Donald Trump. I agree that Mr. Trump is probably his own worst enemy a lot of the time. My feeling is on why we would vote for Mr. Trump is his opposition, probably the most incompetent person ever to sit in the Oval Office. Not that he's 81 and lots of time very feeble, but that he has Kamala Harris waiting in the wings if he doesn't live to fulfill his term. She is beyond hope, and they won't replace her. I remember on day one of his presidency, him telling news people that he's going to have the most diverse cabinet in history. No regard for capabilities, of course. So we end up with Mayorkas running Homeland Security and the border. Then we have a trans person running the Department of Education, and we know how well our students are being taught. Then there's the guy who stole women's clothing at airports. Then there's Afghanistan and our piss-poor departure strategy. Then there's Buttigieg, who's a transport, whose transportation expertise is being mayor of a mid-sized Indiana city. Oh, yeah, he's gay, too, so that is a plus. The list goes on and on. There is absolutely no way that 50% of the U.S. population can vote for Biden. There's just no way on earth. I wish there was an alternative to Mr. Trump, but I would vote for Mr. Trump over Mr. Biden in a heartbeat. Biden is absolutely destroying foreign policy, and our enemies are getting ready to pounce. With him running the show, they'll be in St. Louis in a couple of days. Hmm. Now, much of that is hyperbole. (laughs) <laughs> but much of it is on point. Yeah. And both of them very depressing, both mm-hmm. of those emails. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're on point. But again, it comes down to you got an option of two people. That's right. That's right, Chris. Two, Joe. Two. Greatest country in the world. It is astonishing. But it, it is seems- what it is, and we're going to deal with it. Are they really going to run Biden? Really? Come on. I have been hesitant to jump on the Biden is feeble bandwagon. Why? Because there, but for the grace of God, go I. 
<laughs> See, you dummies, you let him, let him. Just me saying why okay. was enough. Okay. You didn't have to. That's why I did the I'm old special. cover my ball. Remember, I'm special. Say it. I'm special. See, now you're going to get talked to during the break. I know. It's just sad. <laughs> and I got to sit in here and listen to it. No, I had an answer okay, before you. So You have rudely. not joined the masses to sing at the president's Because funeral. God knows what's done with film editing these days. God knows what's done with carefully cropping situations and you've got to be so keen to to garner your news and trust it as the truth but i have lately seen more and more biden footage that i trust has not been altered has not been altered and he he is uh he is struggling he is struggling something mightily, uh, physically, if not mentally. Yeah. Or, he both. Be or both. Sitting in the park feeding the pigeons, seriously. And Trump's no spring chicken. Right. Trump's 77, and he's showing signs of being overwhelmed, exhausted, babbling, making no sense. This is what, this is what we have. We really have two, really, people that are too old for this. Now, 77, you really wouldn't have to be too old for anything. And even 81, you wouldn't have to be too old for anything. But they are. What do you have? Let me start off with two words. Made in America. That's three. That's that's three. But you're not really all that gung-ho on the other Republican possibilities. No, I'm officially... No longer interested, for example, in Nikki Haley. And Ramalang uh, Ding Dong uh, dropped out yesterday. I have um, Disco Duck. 60 seconds from him with Trump yesterday, if that interests you at sure. all. Sure. Okay. Uh, this is courtesy of Fox News. We believe those ideals still exist. This man is going to be your next president to revive them. E pluribus unum. From many, one. And you know how we're doing it? We're doing it by speaking the truth at every step of the way. There are two genders in this country. Period. That is the truth. Fossil fuels are a requirement for human prosperity. Drill, frack, burn coal, embrace nuclear energy. Reverse racism is racism. An open border is not a border. Parents determine the education of their children. The nuclear family is the greatest form of governance known to mankind. Capitalism lifts us up from poverty. There are three branches of government in the United States, not four. And the U.S. Constitution is the strongest and greatest guarantor of freedom in human history. That is the truth. We fight for the truth. Joining us. How can one word of that be disputed? That can't be. That's crystal clear. Well, it would be disputed by people who think the nuclear family is not paramount for existence. How How about intent, though? How about intent? Why do you think he was giving that speech? Well, he wants yeah. to be the VP. B- b- yeah, yeah, beside Donald Trump, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's three days after Trump, of course, went after him. Right. That's bigger yeah. butt-kissing than I do. <laughs> but again, not to be that guy, John, but again, we saw this exact same thing play out with the Democrats. 
mean, yeah. how many clips did we play of the convention years ago before they decided that Biden was going to be the nominee? And exactly. all they did yeah. was rip the hell out of each other. Well, yes. Harris in particular. Including well, Klobuchar. Yeah. The debates, they all yeah. uh, ripped the hell out of Biden. He sounded like a wrestler doing a promo with Mean Gene. <laughs> yeah. Now, I mentioned Haley and why I'm done with Haley. Uh, it develops uh, over the weekend uh, at an Iowa town hall. She, uh, she could not bring herself to state that a man cannot become a woman. So she's she's erring on the side of that constituency. Uh, all that tells me is she's a professional uh, third railer, mm-hmm. and this is what professional third railers have had to adopt. They've had to embrace this nonsense, and so I'm done with her. Now, you know, you can hear Trump saying that, right? I believe her uh, her direct quote was, "Man, I feel like a woman." <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, to me, that's important. Uh, To me, that's important because Haley lost me there. She revealed to me that she is what she is. She's a professional career politician. And in order to remain a professional career politician, she believes, I don't think you have to, but she believes that in order to sustain that role in American life, she has to buy this absolute BS. Are we married? You sound just like my roommate. Hey, have you two been talking behind my no, back? I wouldn't know your roommate if she knocked at my door with her bib overalls on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chewing on a piece of straw with a, wow. with a funny hat that says, I'm going to be selling tomatoes by the roadside. No, she'd be wearing day. her shirt. I'm with Dum Dum. I'm with Stupid. It's funny you should mention that once at the state fair, uh, Deb came up and started talking to me. I had no idea who she was until Kenny walked up and started talking to her. Hey, this is what's her name? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Mud all over her shoes. (laughs) Say, uh, I keep telling you, when you get Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities, you not only get the garage door guy, a new guy, your new guy, you get the mm-hmm. whole family. It's a family business. They're growing. They're looking for new employees. It's a hell of a place to work. People stay there because they pay well, and they're a very competent company. And they do everything from rollers and springs to door openers, including brand new doors if you need it. And the, here's the deal. They'll call you ahead of time. They'll say, okay, we're on our way. We're 30 minutes out. Here we are. We're in your driveway. Let's go here. Let's Let's fix this thing and get it done in one visit because they keep the stuff on their trucks. I hate it when the guy shows up and says, just the one part I need is back at the shop. Oh, really? Get it in the truck. Mm -hmm. Well, they have it in the truck. And uh, they don't charge more for weekend visits. They're covering the metro and western Wisconsin. And uh, I want you to put their telephone number in your contacts because... This is shaping up now, uh, as we might have anticipated, to be a typical winner with a late start. And uh, I'll have more on that in a moment, by the way. Typical winner with a late start, and that garage door is the most important moving part of your whole house. Call Precision Door MN at 612-263-6985. Or book them online at precisiondoormn.com. That's precisiondoormn.com.
Hey everybody, it's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 and use code GARAGELOGIC50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GARAGELOGIC50 at factormeals.com slash garagelogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Not a GARAGELOGIC town council member? Here's what you're missing. I can't keep up with the recommendations. Mm-hmm. We've, had a, we've had a TV dispute this week. It How about True well. Detective? Anybody watch that? We haven't seen the new one yet. Year one, fantastic. You know, Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. yeah, but year three is two cops try to... De- 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 try to to investigate why year two was so (laughs) 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 year one was great and then the one they have Rachel McAdams and and, uh, Colin Farrell and it was awful season two yeah yeah season two was terrible season one was great go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access invites to exclusive events an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself and more by signing up at garagelogic.com Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. You know, Minnesota Masonic Charities continues to thrive in 2024. One of the leading grant makers in the state, donating millions each year. What does that impact? Education, cancer research, elder care, children's health, community service, the list goes on and on. The Masonic Cancer Center, it's the hub for cancer research at the University of Minnesota, the leading the fight against cancer with research on causes, prevention, treatments, cures, one of the leading cancer research institutes in the nation. We should be proud. Their research on the causes, prevention, detection, and treatment of cancer has helped tens of thousands of people. The Masonic Children's Clinic for Communication Disorders, that's up in the Zenith City, Duluth, provides early identification, treatment, support for childhood communication disorders. That is extremely helpful and wonderful work. They've helped thousands of families unlock the world of communication for their children and help them lead fuller lives. I've just scratched the surface on what Minnesota Masonic Charities do. I want you to learn more about them at mnmasoniccharities.org in 2020. If you haven't visited the website, please do so soon. MNMasonicCharities.org. Pat Garofalo is leaving the Minnesota legislature at the end of this upcoming session. Uh, That's not good news for those of us rooting for some rationality to exist there. Kurt Dowd is going to leave. Pat Garofalo is going to leave. Pat will join us tomorrow on the podcast. Yes. I don't know if he's coming in or not. I hope so. If he doesn't, we'll talk to him on the phone. And then uh, this weather, uh, I uh, I noted that uh, it's my belief that one of the ways that I would determine that this climate change hysteria is nonsense is that 
virtually everything we've ever experienced has happened before, hmm. including this so-called non-winter. We've, we've been through that a bit. Uh, and now we learn that the lakes have finally frozen over. We're good right now. I still wouldn't drive on it. You're on your own. Check it out. But we have ice now. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been chilly, and we have ice. But what we're learning is that uh, climatologists say this is the longest in almost 150 years that it has taken lakes in Minnesota to freeze over, mm-hmm. and that was that non-winter of 1877, 78, when we had uh, a super El Nino. An event that happens every couple of decades. But scientists say this year's event rivals that of 1877, Hmm. the strongest ever on record. What's the difference between El Nino and a super El Nino? That's like super's bigger. It's super's really (laughs) good. Is that like major dengue as opposed to dengue? dengue. You got a cave, you got the whole. But a a lot of people. A lot of people like uh, When I wrote about this, they say, well, this year, you always say this year doesn't, doesn't prove anything. This year doesn't prove anything. Well, then either did 1877. In other words, the critics of me being a denier are saying, well, for you to point out that we're having a non-winner doesn't mean anything. Well, yes, it does, because we've had one in 1877. Wouldn't you think if the, uh, if the Earth was uh, in perilous shape that you'd be having, uh, you wouldn't repeat You'd repeat 1877 more often? It took until this year. Mm. So I'm not going to linger on that. I'm just telling you that uh, it's happened before, a super El Nino in 1877. And now... uh, And they're citing, because of the how late in the season the ice uh, took to form. Is that, that, that's what we're to gather from this? Yes, and, and well, and December was warm. Just like it was in December of 1877. Okay. Because of a super El Nino. And they're citing, what, lack of snow? Right. It just happens. But that's not going to stop me from reporting ice outdates. Oh, good. Okay. We're headed towards... (laughs) Great. We're headed towards that season. I went for a drive yesterday. I only went by one lake where there were actual cars and trucks on the ice and fish houses. The rest of them, it, it's so weird, Joe. There's, there's just hardly any fish houses out, and it's very rare to see an actual car or truck on the ice. I've never been a car on the ice guy. It makes me nervous, even if it's, uh, well, I don't care how thick it is. Joe, well, I'd like to address this. Uh, Matthew, you're an idiot. That, that's, <laughs> it's just plain and simple. Got it. Everybody that drives on the ice, anybody, at least anybody that drives on the ice with a, with a brain, has already confirmed either through a friend or an acquaintance or themselves exactly how thick the ice is. And if the ice is 12 inches, 20 inches, 30 inches, and you're out there, you're over there on shore going, I just can't do this goddamn yeah, ice. Yeah, what's going on? I'm not going out there. Jesus, what a bunch of idiots. I think that's uh, well, the worst you're impression the, of me ever. You're the jackass. You're the dumb one. Okay. Let's let's okay. let's <laughs> that's how that works. Okay. Right let's there. just let's just it's wrap truth. this up by <laughs> saying uh, I don't, don't mean to offend you. No, but, uh, I'm not offended. Too dumb to be offended. 
Let's just wrap this up by saying, uh, you know, do your homework. And if you want to drive on the ice, go for it. I'm just not an ice guy. Auto weather related. I would love, I like racing ice boats on the lake. But that and season rarely exists. Here's what we do, Matt, and it, just to make you feel a little better, and as a way of an apology to you, pretty low. Even even when we know that the ice is thick, uh, we sometimes we drive with the windows open and the door the door open too, just just in case, you know. Sure, just, <laughs> just in case. It's cheap insurance, as Joe said. Just in case. Yeah, I would uh, I would like to tell Rook that I'm going to steal from now on. You know, occasion if you get a, occasionally get an email you don't like, and yeah. and I answer with noted. From now on, I'm just going to put apostrophe. K A Y. Yeah. That's my answer. K. 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 I got it yep. down to just the letter K. <laughs> you do you do on text messages. Yeah. You always do that. K. K. That bothers K. Patrick. He hates I know. that. That's why I do it. Right. Oh, and behalf of Matthew, on behalf of your mom, I was only joking. Mom, I, this one hurt mom. He made, I was, he was joking. going after me too hard, Mom. I love Matthew. Judith, come on. We're going to Rice University <laughs> in Texas. It's a failed academy with a new wrinkle. This story is available on a number of sites. I'm re- I've chosen a, a site in the UK called Spiked, uh, where they have great writers, and we've we've referenced them before. Okay. Uh, what we're learning at uh, at Rice is that we're going to have a new form of a chemistry class. Identity politics has not just encouraged bad ethical conduct among academic leadership. It has also corrupted disciplines and produced bad, politically formed, warped knowledge. Hmm. Witness the introduction of Afrochemistry. What in the hell is that? A new module in Rice University's undergraduate chemistry degree. Students who choose this module... Mm -hmm will apply chemical tools and analysis to understand black life in the U.S., implement African-American sensibilities to analyze chemistry. This is according to Rice's website. I believe Kenny is also on Rice's website. Yeah, I am, and I have a full description if you want to hear it. Students gonna, will. No, we're going to get ahead. to it. All right. No ahead, prior knowledge of chemistry or African-American studies is required for engagement in this course. How does black life affect chemistry? An objective scientific discipline. How does it? And what exactly are African-American sensibilities? Do Rice academics believe they have stumbled upon the essence of being a black American? And if black Americans are a homogenous cultural block, and even so, what does all this have to do with chemistry? Uh, who's writing this for Spiked? This is being written by Alex Segal Cuthbert. And Alex said, this is hokum, bunkum, superstition, and retrograde. Such mystical thinking might have a place in artistic practice, but not in the study of hard sciences. Kenny, what have you found? Yeah, uh, there's one particular line in here that really has me perplexed, but let me read the full description. Students will apply chemical tools and analysis to understand black life in the U.S., and students will implement African-American sensibilities to analyze chemistry. 
diverse historical and contemporary scientists, intellectuals, and chemical discoveries will inform personal reflections and proposals for addressing inequities in chemistry and chemical education. That's my question. Let me finish. This course will be accessible to students from a variety of backgrounds, including STEM, that's capitalized, and non-STEM disciplines. No prior knowledge of chemistry or African-American studies is required for engagement in this course. My question, addressing inequity, inequities in chemistry and chemical education. Are what? we uh, are we what? back to where uh, what are we are we back to the idea that two plus two does not necessarily have to equal four? I don't know. I don't understand. Is there a difference between regular chemistry and African American chemistry? I'm picturing a lab. I don't get it. And there's beakers in there and test tubes and. And, and to create a certain chemical, uh, you pour a certain amount of something into a beaker. And Sodium then, chloride. And then you add something else from another beaker to create whatever it is you're creating. Do What does black have to do with that? Gold, wouldn't, is, wouldn't the gold chemical, is AG no matter what color what, you are. Wouldn't the chemical be the chemical no matter if a black kid mixes the two tubes or a white kid? I would think so. No, it magically changes because their fingers are, are just feel different. This is so stupid. It's a, it's a waste of time. I'm having deep thoughts. Okay. Terms like black life and African-American sensibilities may have some delimited use within certain disciplines such as sociology, anthropology, and politics, but they are not generalizable concepts of knowledge. Furthermore, these buzzwords gesture to a radicalized belief system, political discourse, and social practice, the sort of things you find in DEI policies. They have nothing to do with the pursuit of scientific truth. What's the most important word in that sentence? They have nothing to do with the pursuit of scientific truth. Truth is the most important word in that sentence. Words have meaning. Is it so far gone in the failed academy? Has has DEI crushed even the essential bedrock truth of a thing is truth up for grabs no matter what you're discussing we've seen countless examples of that being the case because wouldn't truth well as it says right here isn't truth the very foundation of the academy it should be yes if how can chemistry possibly be interpreted in any other way except truth that's my yeah that that's that's the question liquid a from this beaker added to liquid b in this beaker results in uh, hydrogen peroxide and doesn't know race doesn't know diversity so what are you telling me It, it it doesn't result in that i don't get it I don't get why somebody wouldn't say this is a big waste of time. Has there been inequities in the education of chemistry? 
in chemistry education? Probably in the sense that it might have been presumed by a more stupid America that uh, children of color might not have been uh, capable of studying chemistry. This came up. I'm guessing. This came up (laughs) a year or so ago when we had Coffee Matska in studio. Mm -hmm. And we discussed the lowering of the bar exam and the acceptance rate of lowering the bar exam. And she said how horrific of an idea that this is. This seems like it's playing to that same crowd, does it not? But it doesn't seem like it's dumbing down chemistry. It seems like it's creating something new just to create it for the, you know what I'm... We're going to get there because I I find this... uh... John, somewhere you said that you saw that this was uh, an elective. Yeah, it's an elective. It's not... uh... Afrochemistry appears to be the pet project of Brooke Johnson, right. the perceptor, whatever that is, perceptor. in the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Department at Rice. Johnson, she's a female, Johnson obtained her Ph.D. in chemistry from Princeton, but it seems that the intersection of science and social justice, as she puts it on her university profile page, is her primary academic passion. Race is, Rice is in Houston. It's not Ivy League, but it is a progressive private research university that has strong reputations for its work in the natural sciences. Rice's James Tour is making significant contributions to the field of nanochemistry and to improving treatments for cancer. Uh, and the author of this piece writes, I wonder what he makes of his department's newfound commitment to the field of afrochemistry. Not every discipline will have as many applications to the real world as nanochemistry, but chemistry, as with all disciplines, functions under its own internal standards of proof. And surely, afrochemistry does not meet any of them. It would be more at home in the field of religious study, not the natural sciences. Rice's chemistry department should be thinking long and hard about whether going along with this nonsense is compatible with its institutional ethos of responsibility, integrity, community, and excellence. Take a chill pill, some might say. It's only one module at one university. Okay. But accepting things like Afrochemistry as a legitimate chemistry module risks eroding important epistemolog- epistemological and Same eth- to you, pal. And, I pissed them all off. <laughs> and ethical boundaries that have contributed to our collective progress. Plus, those who think that this identitarian disregard for knowledge and academic standards is confined to U.S. universities, we are in uh-huh. for a rude awakening. This problem afflicts Western Academy more broadly. If intellectual boundaries are not understood, valued, and respected, the future does not look bright for our universities. Well, no kidding. I, you're I you're for late you. to the party there. I, I figured it out, and we actually figured this out a month or so ago, and I had forgotten all about it. And it's really, answer's really simple. They are filling 
a quota here. They're checking off a box. They're filling in the blank. They're doing what they have to do to be okayed to show that they are on the DEI bandwagon. That's all this class is. The class itself is bunk. It's BS. It doesn't need to exist because the needs are already being met in the regular chemistry class, but yet they need to do this to prove, and I'm sorry to use the word woke, but give me a better term. They're proving that they're on the DEI bandwagon. Here's Here's our credibility right here. Here's our street cred. We're, we're with you. That's okay, all this is. I, and I, I think you're on to that. I think you're on to something. But then that presupposes what's happening in the failed academy is that, and I, I think this should become obvious to anyone paying attention, is that these failed, uh, we saw it with the three jabbering nabobs who testified before Congress. The, <laughs> yes. the, the, uh, yeah. the academy is ruled by DEI. Yeah. Yep. It is no longer ruled by the pursuit of truth. Yep. It's ruled by DEI. Hmm. Absolutely. And now the hard sciences are coming under the purview of DEI. What's amazing to me that people are still jumping on that bandwagon. Where is the college saying, pump the brakes? Wait a second. Because, well, well, as far as Rice goes, I looked her up. She's actually part of the DEI team. So they have their own DEI team. You mean Brooks? Our Brooke, Brooke Johnson? Johnson? Yeah. I can't, not, get, and, I can't get any info on her. And she's oh, what, Jen? She's part, she joined the DEI team as a preceptor. And a preceptor, I had to look up. I didn't know what that meant. Are, quote, teachers who provide language, skill-oriented, or other special instruction including some introductory disciplinary instructions. So there's a there's all kinds of categories created there for, for no apparent reason. Uh, are you telling me there's not an African-American black person out there that see, sees this and they're applying for college and classes and lining up going, what a load of crap yes, this is. There are. Well, there are. Yeah, then they, they take the course because they know they're getting an easy grade. And they don't have any choice. Right, right. Three credits. <laughs> I, I did see also on the uh, page when it talks <laughs> about the class, there's 15 spots, and right now they've filled nine of them. So yeah, six yeah. I left that out. Yeah. Uh, I hate to cite Twitter. That's my job. It is. <laughs> but it's all becoming clear to me now. I saw a video of two girls, probably in the south somewhere, where, where they got hit with snow, Little Rock or Nashville or whatever. And they were using a shovel, it looked like a coal shovel, to, to get the snow off the windshield of their car. Oopsie. And I thought to myself, Self? This kind of stupidity is not funny. It was put on there as funny, obviously. That's not funny. These people are idiots. Well, you're going to okay. be an idiot if you, in chemistry if you take this course expecting it to fulfill anything in the pursuit I, of truth. I don't like your analogy. You're going to have to do better. Yeah, they don't have snow. snow they don't have snow shovels. They don't have ice scrapers. What they should have done was taken a large bucket of hot water. They did that. Everybody knows that the credit card works the best. Yeah. But they're, they destroyed the windshield of the car. Yeah, it'd be fun to be there to watch that, wouldn't it? Uh, 
You know what, though? We've always had these stupid people. It's just now we get to see them on Twitter. Yeah, but I think the, 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 that population's growing by the minute, John. Yeah. Unfor- it's really bad when you see them in our neck of the woods, you know, up the here. The tip-off is if they're taking the snow off the windshield with a shovel while dressed in pajamas. Yeah. 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 America. Hashtag it. Good luck to us. Let's return with John Hart. North American Banking Company. That's where you should go. Make the switch from your big national bank. I did. You should, too. They get it. They understand that there's no shortage of banking options here in the Twin Cities. So if you are just like me and tired of being a number to your big national bank, then check out my friends at North American Banking Company. They have six locations to serve you. Roseville, 50th and France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location in Maple Grove. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other big banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. They are also locally owned and operated, which means loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. They are not sent out of state. So this helps business owners solve problems quickly and expand their business with confidence. Go online right now and learn more. NABankco.com. That's NABankco.com. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. It's banking done differently. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. It's our job, GLers. We all know it. We have to help the helpless. That's why we keep jumper cables in the car and toe straps and extra shovels and all that. It's our job as GLers to help the helpless. You know, the people that clear snow off their windshields with a cold shovel while wearing jammies. Uh, these are the same people that drive around with the check engine light on. All of this could be changed if we just help oh. them out. Inform these dum-dums that seafoam is the magic stuff that helps our engines last longer, run better, and that check engine light won't come on as often. Seafoam motor treatment, one easy way you can keep it running strong. It cleans the fuel system. It's also an easy way to stay ahead of preventable engine problems. Put it in the tank, it helps the fuel system. Put it in the crank, it cleans the sticky carbon deposits, makes everything shiny and happy. You can find it everywhere that automotive chemicals are sold. A local company, a global reach, and a true miracle in a world of bad gas, seafoam. Kenny, I thought you were speaking directly to me on that one as well. I, I must confess. <laughs> My check what? engine light is on, yes. <laughs> what about the jammies, clearing snow from the car uh, in your jammies? I, no, I haven't done that. I'm not, I haven't hit okay. rock bottom yet. Okay, then we're still friends. Then. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. This news update brought to you by North American Banking Company. Follow up to a story we had back when it uh, first happened in December. The 44-year-old who's accused of fatally impaling 66-year-old Robert Scafty with a golf club on December 8th has been found incompetent, according to court records. uh, records. Taylor Justin Schultz charged with second-degree murder. He has a review hearing scheduled for July 16th. Uh, You'll remember this story. Video footage of Oak Grove Grocery showed Schultz enter the store, grab something from an aisle, and come up to the counter where Scafty was working. Almost immediately after approaching the counter, the defendant walked around the counter and physically attacked the victim, kneeling and punching the victim repeatedly. After the attack, another customer came into the store, called 911 after calling Scafty. A minute and a half later, someone in the apartment building across the street told police that Schultz had run in with blood on his face and clothes. He was arrested after a six-hour standoff. According to Minnesota court record, Schultz was civilly committed in 2021 for being at risk of harm due to a major 
mental illness. Thank so goodness he was roaming amongst us. What's well, going to happen? could be your next uh, FAA employee. Oh, my God. So is he not going to be detained uh, in any way? It, well, he's detained, yes, but uh, he's, he's incompetent, so he will be, I'm certain, helped. And then he has a review hearing July 16th. So they'll, But he, like Chris said, he can't be walking around. Right. No, Call he's, it whatever you want, but he can't be ever, ever again. No, no, of course not. No. All right. Um, all right. His review hearing is in July. For the second time in a week, Minnesota Supreme Court Justice has announced plans to retire. Associate Justice Margaret Chudich said Tuesday her last day on the state's highest court will be July 31st after the court's current term. Chudich was appointed to the Minnesota Court of Appeals by Governor Mark Dayton in 2012 before her appointment to the Supreme Court in 2016. Uh, last week, Justice G. Barry Anderson announced his intent to retire in May. When their successors are announced, Governor Walls will have appointed four of the seven members of the Minnesota Supreme Court and chosen the Chief Justice. Walls' office says he'll announce the application process for the vacancies in the next few weeks. You know, Governor Walls rolling out his $982 million plan yesterday for public construction projects. It's a package that spans from prison fix-ups to dedicated busway expansions to projects that better connect Minnesotans to their natural resources, according to the governor. There we go. The second-term DFL governor said after approving the massive $2.6 billion bonding package last year and with tighter economic times on the horizon for Minnesota, the state should take on a smaller list of projects this year. He emphasized the ongoing need to fund the construction and maintenance projects. Projects on his list ranged from wastewater treat plantment replacements to ice rinks to flood mitigation. The governor pointed to the largest part of the bill, funding for repairing state buildings. His proposal is set to kickstart debates over a capital investment bill at the Capitol, a bill a top priority every year for lawmakers as they tee off the legislative session next month. And the bill will drive unique negotiations as it takes three-fifths support from each chamber oh to allow God. the state to take on Jesus. debt. And that means Republicans and Democrat votes are required. You mentioned ice rinks, John. Yes, sir. And that got me thinking, uh, why hasn't uh, Groveland been flooded yet? If you're at the point now where you might as well forget it. That's what uh, Shockby said. They said, it's too late. We're done. We're not going to do it this but year. You've had, a, you've had 10 days here to flood that. Let's go. I have not seen Ray or Chris, uh, the two guys that are the point guys for that, the Groveland. Uh, I've seen no outdoor ice. Either, you don't give me this warm temperature BS. Well, I can tell you this. About those two guys uh, are not lazy, and if... There, there must be I'm a reason. I'm not condemning them. I'm saying, what the hell's going on here? I don't know. Is I'll try to find out for you. There's <laughs> expense with the uh, use of water. Is, is there not? Oh, be, no, be, it wouldn't be sit that. there with a hose. Come on. Let's go here. They got their own Zamboni for crying out loud. But is water free? Water's free. Okay. God makes water. Okay, Joe. Okay. <laughs> and he You're brings the it to the ice rink. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If you die, like, let's see, we're what, uh, seven months from the state fair? Uh, it's sneaking up quick, fellas. You know, wait yeah. a second. Wait, wait, stop, stop. Yeah. You know who has solved this problem? The moms and dads with backyard ice rinks. What have they done differently that both Minneapolis and St. Paul refuse to do? Flood the they, rinks. They lay down plastic. Yeah. They tack it up on the sides. When the water that they, when the ice they have melts, what happens to the water? It sits there. Yeah. 
gets cold again, refreezes. Problem solved. I gave up my best shot one year, and she ended up in the alley. Yeah, wasn't when you had just a little decline? Just enough of a slant there that uh, the alley was not usable for most of the winter. You you couldn't. You couldn't walk on the ice that's oh. on the left side, but you could drive a truck through yeah. the 14 inches right. of ice you had. I bet the neighbors loved you for yeah, that. Yeah, they, they were Look stuck up. in the alley pretty much the whole winter, and no one was skating in the yard. If you would like to place a bench or table at the Minnesota State Fair, now is the time. The State Fair Foundation announced that 2024, this year, will be the last year. The recognition a recognition bench and table programs will take place. How Can much? I sponsor the one right in front of our booth? How much to do it? Let's do a GL bench. That's what I was How thinking. How much to do it, I wonder? I'll, I'll get to that in just a moment, John. Thanks, John. I was no, a little John. anxious, wasn't I? You were. Uh, there's only a limited number of benches and tables left, and the fair says it expects to reach its limit before the typical deadline later this spring. So if you want to do it, you better hurry. They encourage anyone interested to place an order as soon as possible because it's first come, first serve. Once the donations are received for the remaining benches and tables, no more orders will be accepted. Uh, now, for the back of a one eight-foot bench with 14 characters, including spaces, a seven by eight plaque can also be attached to the back of the bench for no additional charge. You would pay two thousand five hundred dollars. Yeah, that's not that good of an idea. Huh. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what if you want to rename a building? What does that cost you? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a good question. Yeah. Well, the fair invites business names and logos on the plaque. Business names and advocacy messages may not be included on the backrest. Now, you can also get a table. If you'd like a table personalized, that would cost you five grand. Uh, I'd be, I'd stick with the bench. You can get that personalized with a line of text on each seat and two additional lines of text on the tabletop. As with benches, a plaque can be attached to the table at no additional charge. Uh, the Minnesota State Fair Foundation states it can edit or reject submissions, and to ensure accuracy, a certificate will be mailed for confirmation. Here's, we'd be better off if, um, for our event, our show at the fair, if we just got there really early and we just stole a bunch of benches from Common Man. Yeah. Just grabbed right. about 10 of his benches. Nobody's yeah. showing up Nobody's to see Dan. Right. There's yeah. nobody yeah. over there anyway, is there? Huh? There's no, we could use those benches. Yeah. Yeah, like be, I uh, said, nobody yeah. shows up to see Dan. Come on. <laughs> Why don't we uh, take a break here and talk to the Rookster? Well, Johnny Cake Ridge Road, uh, it no, is. No, no. It's the time. Don't it's ever say time. that again. Is, listen here, pal. Don't ever say that again. Uh, John, John, what's your middle name? Jacob. It's Thank his, you. And it's Thank his you. birthday today. Happy okay. birthday, uh, John. John Jacob Jingleheimer Height. Let's clean this up here. Let's clean it up. We're going to talk about Zero Res because Zero Res are the premier carpet cleaning, air duct cleaning, uh, furniture cleaning. They are the only place that you should have clean your carpets. They don't bring the carpets to you, folks. They show up in a van. They clean your carpets, and they do it right. I see you looking at me with your corner of your eyes. Use your peripheral vision like in the military, please. Zero Res has 100% 2020 vision, and they want to please you. Don't believe me? Check out some of the 17,000 reviews on Google. Check out the 4.9 rating that they have on Google. The Zero Res Gotta Love It guarantee, there's no match for that. It is absolutely Zero Res standing behind every single cleaning. 
And don't do it yourself. Those uh, machines just are not strong enough. Call for the rookie special. You get three rooms, zero resofites, starting at just $119. The dirt and dander in your air ducts take 75 bucks off this month when you get your air ducts zero res clean. Call them right now. Make an appointment. I don't care when it is. Just make it in 2024. 952 zero res Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. Or go online to ZeroResMinnesota.com and tell them you want the Rook Special, spelled forward or backward, it's spelled exactly the same. Zero Res, remember the name. That a boy. I'm <laughs> so disappointed in you. Oh, that was wonderful. Here we go. Here we go. It's time to play yes. hardware store. Yes, sir. Witness. That's Witness. what it was. Witness. Was, yeah. Did you want that right now? Then, as long as you're the one that mentioned it. No. Oh. Okay. What? Who's up here? Huh? Johnny Height with Johnny the. Hite. In other news, Mid East news: the deal to transfer medicine to Israeli hostages in exchange for aid to civilians in Gaza is underway. That, according to an Israeli official speaking on the condition of anonymity, the rare diplomatic breakthrough brokered by Qatar and France, expected to provide medicine for at least. 45 hostages. Uh, Meanwhile, within 24 hours, Iran launched missile and drone strikes on targets in three different countries, Iraq, Syria, and Pakistan, and then announced they were responsible for it, triggering anger from the neighbors. The developments have heightened concerns over the possibility of a wider Middle East conflict as the Israeli-Hamas war continues. In Ukraine, Russia fired two missiles at Kharkiv during the night, hitting apartment buildings and a medical center, injuring 17 people. Both sides looking to replenish their weapons stockpiles as fighting along the 930-mile front line is largely bogged down on both sides during the winter. War's focus turning to long-range missile, drone, and artillery strikes. From the Wall Street Journal, Chinese researchers apparently isolated and mapped the virus that causes COVID-19 in late December of 2019, at least two weeks before Beijing let the rest of the world know about it. Mm. Documents obtained from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services by a House committee and reviewed by the Wall Street Journal show that a Chinese researcher in Beijing uploaded a nearly complete sequence of the virus's structure to a U.S. government-run database on December 28th of 2019. Chinese officials at that time were still publicly describing the disease outbreak in Wuhan, China, as a viral pneumonia of unknown cause and had yet to close down the Hunan seafood wholesale market site of the initial COVID-19 outbreaks, according to the Chinese. China only shared the virus's sequence, uh, sequence with the World Health Organization January 11th. The new information doesn't shed light on the debate over whether COVID emerged from an animal or a lab leak, but it suggests the world still doesn't have a full accounting of the pandemic's origin. And the extra two weeks, of course, could have proven crucial in helping fight Man. this part of COVID-19. I'm so old. How old, How old are, are, you? are you? A story like that would have been dubbed a conspiracy theory years ago. Well, well, not the part that they kept the thing secret. The other part. Do you think in, in the modern Spirits. high schools throughout the country there are Ferris Bueller's? Yes. Kids who get it and they're befriended by all different kids. Oh, I already yeah. know a kid who sure. runs with yeah. my guy and he's like, oh yeah, 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 we won't tell your dad. He's that kind of, but he's a great kid. But oh, for sure those, those kids still exist. The one thing missing from Ferris Bueller's life was a good sound beating. That's what he deserved. <laughs> That's right. You didn't like that movie. Good back alley curb stomping. 
That was a brilliant movie. That was a pile the of rice, junk. The Rice Chemistry Department needs Ferris to take that course. Mm-hmm. And he will have them ripping it up in about a day. Yep. Rooney! King Charles III will undergo treatment for an enlarged prostate, the palace said Wednesday, coming amid news of Princess Kate's recent hospitalization. The palace says the king's public engagements will be postponed for a brief period of rest as he heals from the procedure, and the timing of the announcement can also be seen as offering an explanation for Charles's absence. Uh, absence recently. All this comes as uh, Princess Kate has been admitted to the hospital for a planned abdominal surgery. The Princess of Wales, 42, underwent what they called a successful surgery yesterday, expected to remain hospitalized for 10 to 14 days before coming back home. I got a question. Yes, sir. What what did she do? And, and there's short of cancer, which apparently wasn't why she had surgery. What do you, What did she have done that she gets to stay in the hospital for 14 days? Probably in an elegant suite somewhere, and, which is great. But what the hell did they do to her? Today, you could have a heart transplant in your home the next day. Right. Keep that IV going, baby. What the hell did they have do to her? Let's see. Abdominal. What would be I want to know how Chuck's uh, prostate got so big. Well, what's he been up to? Lack of use. Jeez. Uh, ABC News and WMUR are canceling their planned Republican primary debate in New Hampshire, citing a lack of participation. All this comes after yesterday, as we told you, uh, Nikki Haley said she would not be in any debates without Donald Trump. Uh, Four Republicans had qualified for the debate under previously announced criteria, so the only one who was going to take part Thursday was Governor Ron DeSantis. ABC has now postponed it, as I said. That would have been a pretty boring debate. Yeah, and really guy just kind of stands. See you there. later, Nikki. Yeah. Making the internet rounds. Remember Dick Morris? Yes. Yes. Yeah. One of Bill Cl- one of Bill Clinton's main men, advisor, consultant, eventually moved over to the Republican side, backing Mitt Romney in 2012 and consulting Republican legislative candidates. Yesterday, he was doing a live shot with Newsmax about the presidential election this year. He started talking and answering the question, and a door behind him opened up, and out walked a fella in a T-shirt and underwear. Hey, how you doing, Dick? Hey, what's going on? (laughs) Morris continued to talk to the Newsmax hosts. Nobody said a word about it. The whole thing continued, and that was it. It was was very odd. I wonder why that made the news. Very disconcerting. It was pretty Uh, much everywhere on the old socials. So... Boy, yeah, yes. So is he uh, living in a uh, dorm or something? Or well, you think uh, a little harder on the subject, Joe. What, pun intended. What, what would a dude in his underpants be doing coming out of a room? Hmm. I don't know where they were. Maybe some light gardening. It looked, yes. looked like a hotel room. Did he I, have a I, ball I, gag I, or handcuffs? No, or no. I saw it by the way. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I just was, didn't think it was that big of a deal. He was wearing like a uh, you know a, a wife beater t shirt and a pair of underpants and. Just wandering by. I am stuck in a pair of handcuffs. The Songwriters Hall of Fame has announced its class for 2024, and Joe, you and I will both be very happy about this. All right. Because among the entrants, R.E.M. I approve. And Steely Dan. I approve. Also, uh, Hillary Lindsay, singer-songwriter, and Footloose lyricist Dean Pitchford. Why? Why wouldn't I be? Please. 
Well, maybe you would too, Kenny. I'm sorry, but Joe is a huge REM fan. Yeah. So I knew he would be pleased by that. I and hung out with I'm, one of those dudes in REM, the little guy. Does he play bass, the little guy? Well, Mike all... Mills? Anyway, he was kind of cool. He's the one with the bad teeth, I think. It was Bill we Berry, are, we're, Mills. Joe, we were the... Were you? Peter Buck? Sure wasn't Peter Buck, the guitarist. Yeah, he might seems, have been. He seems, yeah. seems like the type there that you might yeah. have been hanging out with. Yeah, he's a normal, everyday guy. Our old uh, sales guy friend, Ed Timmick, yeah. uh, sent a thing out on Instagram, and it has a picture of U2, and it says, Study finds no one ever actually liked U2. It's just that everyone thought everyone else did, and no one wanted to speak up and make it awkward. <laughs> <laughs> they had that one album that was commercially successful that I have to admit I really, really loved. Joshua Tree. The one, uh, you come to play Jesus, whatever uh, album that song was on. Joshua Tree, right? No, is it? I don't know. I saw they, them. They, all had, all they, had a lot of, they had a lot of albums. Yeah, they, they a lot did. Of albums. A lot of Joshua Tree was the big one, Kenny. The first yeah, I think that might have been it. Yeah. With or Without You, Street, uh, street Has No yep. Name. Yep, that's the album. New Year's Day. That was the album before, yeah. Oh, sorry. That was the first... Okay. But that New Year's Day is a great song. I have a person in my household who really dislikes that band. Oh, he hates them, does he? He's not a fan, yeah. Oh, I like him. I like him. I think it was like the Target stuff, Center yeah. where I saw him. It was an all right I show. Them. They were at I Target, uh, not Target Field. TCF what's the, Bank what's the Stadium. US, uh, what's the UAL? TCF Bank Stadium. Yeah, I saw him there. Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. Left, Left a little early. early. Yeah, you did. <laughs> heard that story. Yeah. Is he coming back with my water? Honey, we will never see him again. <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy on there with the vest like a Arab terrorist, and each little pocket had vodka in it. And then... Uh, oh, he get by security. Like a, friend of mine, and, like yeah, a terrorist. Uh, that was pretty good. Yeah. Jesus. You mean a Speaking, fly fishing know, vest? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so guys that go fly fishing look to, in your yeah, world like right. terrorists. That's right, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> going, going back to Twitter, uh, and uh, speaking of bringing a flask into something, there was a uh, video of a young fellow who was at a uh, what looked like a football game, and he took out his little lunch, and he had a sandwich in his lunch, unpeeled everything off the thing, and it was a flask. There was no meat in the sandwich. It was just a flask. <laughs> took off the tomato, took off the lettuce, took off the bread, took off the cheese, and there was a flask. I would yeah. rather have had this lunch. Right. Yeah. Hey, sandwich yeah. in every can. <laughs> Thank you, John. Uh, okay, sure. <laughs> That's going to do it. That is going to do it. And uh, if you have a home where the furnace is not working properly, I would not mess around with that. I would get in touch with welterheating.com immediately. At welterheating.com, what comes with that call uh, is, or a visit to the website, is 120 years of experience, four generations. And that really can't be, you gotta, that has to be stressed because of the fact that they're sitting there right smack in the middle of Minneapolis, helping people of the Twin Cities in the metro area with their heating needs, their cooling needs, the air purification system, and they keep up with their certified techs. Now, when the weather gets cold, it does get pretty serious if you have issues. So put this number on the in your telephone closet, whatever the hell that is, 612-825-6867, 612-825-6867. You may not remember the telephone number, but you're going to remember the website, welterheating.com. That's welterheating.com. They have a wealth of information on their website, including their blog, where a couple of answer, questions you may have 
may be answered right there. 612-825-6867 or welterheating.com. Heat up your shelter and be nice and oasty-toasty with Ray N. Welter. Yeah. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. A pro-Palestinian speaker issued a call to normalize massacres. Oh. During a demonstration in London over the weekend in support of a ceasefire in Gaza. Prompting the police to look into the matter. Okay. I, I would hope so. Yeah, let's hope. Pro-Palestinian supporters had marched through central London as part of a global day of action against Israel military uh, activity against Hamas. Video was circulated on social media of one speaker, Palestinian activist Mohammed El Kurd, addressing a crowd gathered in Parliament. I dare you to look into the eyes of a Gazan child and tell him you tried your best. He told the crowd, our day will come, but we must not be complacent. Our day will come, but we must normalize the massacres as a status quo. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. Well, uh, London, or England uh, pretty much has given itself away. But... Uh, this jackass later responded to backlash saying, oh, no, 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 no. You misunderstood me. I didn't say that. Oh, he, I was clearly saying we shouldn't be complacent. Yeah, that's what oh, I was saying. Oh, Come on. I see. I would never say that. No. I'm allowed to misspeak. Also, I-D-A-G-F. Call the police. Write a Yelp review. Yeah, the uh, the people that are continuing to uh, protest and whatnot on, on behalf of, of Palestinians, I, I understand. Sure, you have every right to do what you want. How many of them really believe um, with their own eyes, either what the, what was reported or some of the videos that have surfaced? Do you think they they they, they truly believe what that evil corporation known as Hamas did to Israeli citizens? There's an Israeli dad. Yeah, that's the vi- very video I'm talking Beside about. Beside himself. San Francisco? No, in oh. Israel, because these animals are selling the head of his son. Dear God. Yeah. I thought you were going with the Israeli dad from in San Francisco. Where I'm he not was aware being, of that story. Yeah, he was uh, saying, do you even realize what these people did? His, his wife and children were murdered, yeah. and he gets booed off the stage. Yeah. What, what, what the hell is that? Oppressed. Versus the oppressors. And it doesn't make any difference how criminal or abhorrent or evil the oppressed are. They trump the oppressors. That is in large part due to the success of the failed academy having destroyed their thinking. The oppressed trumps the oppressors. Hmm. Only. Really sad. Where are they? Where are they? Only because they come to us. All the way from Lake Las Vegas, Nevada. Okay. The traveling Lyman's. Middle of the desert. It was on this day. Jan 17. In 1934, 
Banker Edward G. Bremer was kidnapped at the corner of Goodrich and Lexington mm -hmm. in St. Paul on Feb 7, after his family paid a $200,000 ransom, Bremer was freed in Rochester. I'm such a nerd that I drove to that location just to see. <laughs> and there was another low, um, kidnapping in St. Paul. I went to the same, the same deal there. The hams? Bremer's yeah. remarkable memory led investigators to the kidnappers, the Barker Carpus Gang. Police caught or killed all of the gang's members by 1936. <clears throat> and everybody says Ma Barker was the genius behind that whole operation. Mm -hmm. Ma Barker was a complete and total idiot. Uh, it was Alan Carpus who was the uh, brains. I can show you the house in Matamita where that gang lived. Cool. Yeah. Who Who's the guy in St. Paul that wrote the book that I love so much? Um, Paul Dillinger. Yeah, Paul yeah. Paul Maccabee's husband. Uh, yeah, what Paul. What his name? Paul Maccabee. Yeah, yep. Dillinger slept here. Yep. Great book. Uh, Ma Barker's gang and her boys, they lived on Matamidi Avenue. I can show you the house. Which at the time was way, way, way out of town. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Uh, and now my old man would have been 17 years old and l living very close to Goodrich and Lexington. Mm -hmm. uh, Neat. I wonder... What that was like for a kid in St. Paul to have that kind of gangster stuff going on. I wonder, I don't even know if he was aware of it. I, I'm just saying he would have been 17 hmm. and he would have lived, oh, six blocks. All the questions oh, you, you, sure. you wish you could have asked. And I, I knew that I knew I grew up with guys who grew up. On Goodrich and Lexington. Yeah. Well, what do they say? And we're entirely aware of this. Uh, hmm. I don't know if their house was the house Bremer was in or was he in the apartments on Lexington. What, right. Just on the west side of Lexington at Goodrich. I believe he was in those apartments. Now, why, as a big shot banker, what the hell was he doing living in that apartment? The criminal gangs had it so easy, and they just screwed it up. All they had to do was not not dick around in St. Paul. That's all they had to do, but they couldn't resist. They had to start the kidnapping, and that's what it, it was. St. Paul was a vacation city for these folks. Well, yeah, I was just bit, reading. Uh, yeah. Police chief there was basically in cahoots. Wasn't it O'Connor? <laughs> yeah. No, it was Tom Brown. Tom Brown. Tom preceded by O'Connor, who had it even more wide open for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who wrote the book St. Mud? Uh, Stephen Thayer. Yeah. In St. Paul, gangsters can bleep in the street. That's right. One of the best opening lines of yeah. a book ever. <laughs> that Thayer, whatever happened to him, he's written some weird stuff. Oh, I've only read two of his books. Did and you read I... the one about the weatherman? Yeah. That was a very strange, very good book. Hmm. Uh, very odd duck, apparently. I I don't know where he is. Look him up, John. I'm he's, right now doing that. I wonder that, where actually. he is, if he's okay, and I hope he's fine, and all that stuff. All right, okay. i got to run. Well, I don't really care. <laughs> I, I want you to sit here and shut the <laughs> hell up. I have a two o'clock meeting, so i got to... Uh, I have my 
<laughs> I have my special class at two o'clock. <laughs> we, we we got sidetracked. Were you done with this day in history? I'm sorry, I interrupted. That was the only that thing that it. happened yeah. on this day. Nope, 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 nope. Oh, nope, is nope, it nope, uh, nope, the crying nope. blondes day? So we can get ready. So we can get some rest. Get ready for the Super Bowl. Uh With just over two minutes to play, the drive stalled. But an all-but-guaranteed Gary Anderson field goal would give them a 10-point lead (laughs) and certain victory. Field goal wins it. And for the first time in two years. Unbelievable. 25 years ago. Would that victory have put him in the Super Bowl? Yes. Was that the NFC title game? Right here at the Metro. That was us going to be on Hubbard's boat in Who who were they playing? Atlanta? Mm Mm-hmm. The Dirty Birds. And that stiff missed the field goal. Sports Talk was going to take us yeah. down to do that, the show. You know what? That might be hyperbole. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he, he makes it and I they go, that. Viola! Yeah. Uh, we were going to stay at Pier 66. Yeah. He was 35 of 35 going into that kick. And Summerall jinxed him. How he did he a, miss it? Was it a, a, he, just he a fluke it. miss? No, he hooked it. Left. Yep. It was bad. Thirty nine. How much? Yards. I'm not going to sit here and relive that either. How much do stuff. you think he was paid off to hook it? You know, there was a <laughs> there was he a got cash. A share. Yes, he so got there a was yeah. Super Bowl share from the yeah, Falcons. Did you find anything on Thayer? Goodbye, uh, guys. Steve Thayer is still alive. See you, Rook. He is 70 years old, yeah. and uh, the last thing he wrote and released was Ithaca Falls in 2015. Read me the weather book title. Uh, the Weatherman? Was it called the, the one Weatherman? right after St. Mud, wasn't it? Yeah, The Weatherman. Weatherman. It was really uh, powerful. I wonder if I have that. Well, uh, you know what? As long as we're on the football note, <laughs> are we I, have, done? I have to play this for you. Uh, Todd Bowles yeah. is the head I'd like coach to hear this. Yeah. of That's the Tampa right, Bay yeah. Buccaneers, and he was uh, having his weekly press conference. Uh, ahead of their matchup, their divisional round matchup with the Detroit Lions. And a reporter had a very interesting question to the football coach regarding the upcoming matchup. Coach, you, you. Uh, looking forward towards um, Detroit. Um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams. Uh, today it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we tend to talk to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? He's smiling. You do know we play indoors, right? And they got a dome. <laughs> I don't um, No, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors, and we only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus going under the thing, so we'll be okay. That woman... Ooh, uh, yeah. Did not know that Detroit plays in a dome. Do you think that's a DEI hire? It could be. But Do you think she'd be worried about an island tipping over yes. if there were too many people on it? Yes. <laughs> the only thing that I wish. Aren't you tired of stupidity? Sure am. The only thing I no. wish <laughs> is that this hadn't happened locally so that Patrick would have been in the same setting in that particular press oh, conference. Oh, Joe, we've always had stupidity. What I'm sick of is the rest of us, we have to dumb it down and acquiesce to the stupid. That's one of the main problems with this country. But that, 
who was? Do we know who she represents? She shouldn't have I, a voice. Her I credentials should have been pulled. She should not have a job. I also was looking this morning and could not find what journalist it was. Um, so, John, if you have any other information, that'd be yeah, great. Yeah, there's nothing. Nobody and names. How about perhaps. that guy riding the brakes, trying to be polite and civil? Well, the smirk he has. He did a great job. Is, yeah. Wait, is she really asking me this question? And then, well, exactly. they, uh, you do know we, we play the game indoors. Bull saved his job, didn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. But the DEI uh, round is... Well, we don't know that she's... I know, but that's the immediate thing that people are jumping to. So. Kenny, you could leave. I feel like she'll chat it. <laughs> hey, uh, Garage Logicians, let's see. We're going to promo. I see you in the see? camera. It's in the promo folder. Yes. It's the promo folder. So we're yes, going to number is. two. Full video and full show audio, including before, <laughs> during, and after the show with the entire Garage Logic crew. That's the Garage Kenny Logic trying Town to Council. Wrap it up. Let's, Kenny's let's trying to wrap her up. So those are just a few of the great perks of a Town Council uh, membership. You'll even get your own official member card and a certificate from the mayor himself, along with invites to exclusive events. Learn more about the Town Council and become a member at GarageLogic.com. You ever been to a Lions game indoors? Uh, not indoors. I oh. have. Me and this guy. And this guy? Oh, <laughs> and this guy. Here. Yeah. I thought that's where you threw the uh, machine. That was a Super Bowl. Dang it. But it was a Silver Dome, right? Yep. Okay. I it, didn't throw it. That's it's, right. It fell. Slipped. It fell. That's right. I forgot.